This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome in a new episode of Storm Center Podcast. I am your host, Drew Everhart. Of course, we'll be going all around uh, Trine Thunder Sports, trying to see who won and who lost for the week. And then, as hockey will start up this weekend, I bring in a special guest to talk about hockey for their, just to get a preseason look. And then, John Kay will come in for football, and a special guest, Jacob Yoder, will also be in for an interview. So it's going to be a good episode. Hit it. You're in the storm center. Women's volleyball swept Alma on Tuesday. They will be at St. Mary's on Wednesday and at home on Saturday to face off against Albion. Women's soccer lost 3-1 at Kalamazoo, but bounced back with a 4-0 win over Albion. They will play Alma at home on Tuesday. Women's cross country will run in the MIAA Conference Championship this on Friday. Women's ice hockey will start off their season at home on Friday against Stevenson and Saturday against Os- Oswego State. Men's soccer beat Adrian 3-1 on Tuesday and then went on the road to beat Albion 3-1. They will be at Alma on Wednesday. Congrats to Tyler Murphy on winning MIAA Offensive Athlete of the Week. ACHA D3 Men's Hockey played at Hope on Friday. They will be at Calvin on Saturday and then at home on Saturday against Calvin. ACHA D2 Men's Hockey played Cincinnati at home on Friday and Saturday. They will be in the Liberty University Showcase this weekend to play UMass Boston on Friday, Florida Gulf Coast on Saturday, and then Liberty on Sunday. Men's cross country will also run in the MIAA Conference Championship. Men's ice hockey will also start their season at Hamline for Friday and Saturday. And now as the NCAA ice hockey teams get ready to start their seasons, I decided to bring in a ringer because, honestly, I don't know anything about hockey. So, uh, Jacob Nelson, if you want to go ahead and uh, tell the people what you're all about. Uh, I've played hockey since the age of about five. Uh, I played throughout high school. I play on Sundays dropping at Trine just to stay on the ice because I love the game. Uh, my work study is actually keeping stats for the men's hockey team and women's uh, at all levels. So I'm around the game a lot. I do a lot of stats for NHL stuff. Uh, ECHL, I do the local team. I'm I'm in love with the game, <laughs> simply enough. I'm in love with the game of hockey. Uh, everything about it, the speed. I love the hitting. Women's hockey, I love the speed even more. It's incredible to watch. I was like, I've seen your NHL uh, Excel sheets. <laughs> he goes hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I have a, just a few. Just <laughs> I have NHL ones. I have an ECHL one. I'm probably going to do one for the men's team that I do for the Red Wings. So, well, it's, it keeps me busy. Right. It keeps me busy. It keeps it, it, keeps it fun. It keeps it interesting. I learn a lot about the game uh, just doing the stats, and I love it. I say that's kind of the way I am for basketball. Just I've been playing for so long. I love it so much. I don't really keep up on the stats that much, but I definitely could get into it. But let's go ahead and talk about uh, hockey. How about that? Oh, I'd love to talk about hockey. <laughs> so uh, how are we looking? Let's start with the men's first. How are they looking? Last year, I believe they went 5-10-1 overall and 3-4-1 and in conference. So how are we looking this year for the men's team? 
Conference is looking good. Uh, we did lose a few pieces uh, over the through graduation and some transfers. Um, our goalies are all underclassmen, so they're all still growing. Uh, some they did all play. The two that were here, the two sophomores that were now sophomores, are still here. Uh, we did get a freshman. Uh, from where is he from? <laughs> uh, we got a freshman. I uh, did get a chance to talk to him. He seems excited about the season, so that's all. That's all great. Um, I have no idea how the playtime is going to be going to go. That's going to be up to Coach Todd. So especially with guys that I mean, two of them have played before, but it's those such young guys, I f- you feel like that they would be switching out fairly frequently, right? Yes, the senior did get most of the playing time last year. Uh, I believe he played 10 games out of the year. Okay. Um, but other than that, I have no idea how much play time the freshman's going to get. Uh, we do have some tough opponents in conference. Uh, the preseason rankings just came out. We were placed ninth. I've think we're going to do better than that. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I definitely think we're going to do better than that. Put some respect to our name. Yeah. I mean, come on now. Yeah. We're definitely better than ninth in the conference. Yeah. Without a doubt. And we need to do better on our defensive standpoints. Last year, we were averaging close to five goals against per game. Uh, we were averaging 4.77 goals against overall last year and we were only scoring on average just over two that has to be a lot smaller of a difference if we're going to have success at all this year so you definitely need a better margins on that and yeah it really just seems like the defense really needs to just step it up which you know another year of those guys playing you know they are Mm -hmm. so it's just interesting to see where they're going to go um, man, I really do not know that much about hockey. <laughs> like, I don't know what to ask if I'm being honest. <laughs> but with that, uh, their first uh, their first game is Friday and Saturday. They are away. They will be at they're at Hamline, Hamline this weekend. Hamline for Friday and Saturday. So uh, hopefully they'll be coming out with two W's over oh, that hopefully, weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a long bus trip out to uh, Minneapolis out there. Are you in Minneapolis? That's what some of the hockey players were saying. It's in Minneapolis. Shoot. So that's that's a long bus trip, uh, nine hours. I made that trek after school last year. So St. Paul, Minnesota. Man. So I made that trek out to there last year to ref games, and it's a nine-hour trip <sighs> one way. Yeah. So... It's definitely going to be a test on Friday. It sounds like they're leaving Thursday. Yeah. So uh, that'll, that'll be good to get them rested and not have to worry about uh, leaving Friday morning and then trying say, to play yeah. a game after a nine-hour bus trip. Yeah, look, you, you leave Thursday, get to stay in a hotel, maybe try and sleep in a little bit after that long bus drive. And, uh, man, Minneapolis, that's crazy to me even sleeping on the bus i found was definitely helpful when i played juniors in high school if you can sleep on the bus and try to relax a little bit 
you should hopefully be good. I never could. When I played <laughs> basketball, I was I tried all the time. I just never could. But yeah, with that, just hopefully they'll get enough rest for that. Yeah. The, hopefully they'll be rested up for also Saturday after yeah. playing another game, which I've noticed that a lot of hockey has a lot of back-to-back yep. days. Especially towards the higher levels, you get a lot of back-to-backs because they don't want to involve school. Okay. So they want to do it on the weekend so that you don't miss as much school. Okay. So you'll have practice throughout the week. Sometimes if it's a closer game, you'll have a conference game during the week because it's usually not as far. Right. But if it's uh, at a conference game like Hamline and uh, Fredonia uh, the next weekend, it's usually a back-to-back on the weekends. Okay. Because that was something where I was like, man, hockey kind of seems like a sport where I wouldn't really want a back-to-back. That's that's the main reason why they don't do it a lot in the NHL. Okay. Is because it's such – there's a lot more travel too. Yeah. So I know the Red Wings, for example, last weekend, they went from Montreal on Saturday to Chicago on Sunday and played a game. (laughs) And I can't imagine how much pressure that puts on the body. Oh, no. And just – but they also have the best trainers in the world. Oh, yeah. Not saying that our trainers are terrible. It's just that, you know, a D3 school, you're not going to have the high-class level trainers yep. that you will in the NHL. You're definitely going to have a lot better trainers in the NHL just from experience. Right. And schools and stuff like that. Yeah. And then let's move on to the women's ice hockey team. Last year they went 4-11, and 2-6 in conference. Uh, just... How are we looking this year with them? Are we got a lot of returning, or we do have a lot of returners uh, in the team this year? Uh, we got a new coach this year. Okay, uh, I've heard from the players that they do like this coach and how he coaches. All right, so I do have high hopes for this team. Uh, they are home this weekend, so if you're on campus, come on out. I'll Absolutely. be working uh, Saturday, so I'll get paid to watch hockey on Saturday. It's it's the best when you get paid to oh, go, yeah. when you get paid to go to sports and stuff it's like definitely. that. Definitely, like with me, I do camera and I then I do broadcasting for basketball, and it's just really fun. Yeah, even last year I didn't get paid for it. It was still the most fun I've ever had. Oh yeah, I get paid to watch hockey. I get paid to do volleyball. Yep, I don't get to watch much of volleyball because of what I do, but I get paid to what pay to experience the sports. Yeah, which is a lot of fun. Uh, I do the same thing for football. I don't get to watch much of it, but I get to hear the crowd's voices when they're cheering for a thunder touchdown, a fumble recovery, a sack, a big hit. It's just the atmosphere is amazing. And something I've touched on this, I think last year when we were doing the podcast, when I came here for my visit day, like no one really mentioned the sports here. And I don't know why all the sports mm-hmm. are really good. Yeah. Very few of them are under 500 yeah. when you really look at it. And it should be more of a talking point, but mm-hmm. it's just all the sports here are amazing. I don't know why some people just don't show up to them. Yeah. Our football team's pretty dang good. Yeah. Our softball team was top three in the country. And that was really fun when we I did broadcast that and you were in the booth for mm-hmm. stats. That was that was a really fun game. Oh, I love working softball. I wish I could do it more, but playing yeah. lacrosse it's in the same season, so it's hard. Right. So 
Definitely, I think the sport should be a lot more talking point. Our triathlon team, our women's triathlon team, they're top in the nation. Yep, they're going they're, to nationals in a few weeks. Yep, they're very good. And for some reason, I know I haven't been able to cover them as much on the pod. I'm sorry, but they're not really on the Trine Athletics website as well as far as the calendar goes. Like they have a yeah. homepage there, but on the calendar, not really there. So I do apologize for that. I did. If you follow the Twitter, you see I retweet mm-hmm. all the stuff for it. The but. reason they're not on the calendar as much and it's just how it is, is they only have a few races each year. Right. But even when they do have a race, I, I find out through Twitter, like yeah. not through the page, yeah. which is seems kind of weird to me. It, it's just the unfortunate byproduct. I think of how the scheduling is and yeah. how much, how many races they're allowed to do each year. Right. Cause they've done like three. Yeah. So they've far. Had th- I think they've had three races and they won their first race yeah, of the year. They do really good. And I think, Last week or the week before, they went out to Virginia. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And just I, the coach is actually one of my professors. So we missed class on Fridays when there's a race. Yep. So he missed class, I think, two weeks ago because he had to go to a race somewhere. So it's definitely one of the better teams. Yeah. But nobody ever talks about it. Yeah. And I don't know, so that's what we try to do with the pod is we try to bring the sports into the forefront, try to give our analysis on it, talk about them. And I hope that we do a good job with it, which uh, from what I see, I f- think we do a decent job. <laughs> I don't want to give ourselves too much credit here. <laughs> but with that, is there anything else on hockey that you would like to touch on? Uh, for the women's, I would definitely think our power play needs to be a lot better. We're only at, last year, we were only at 5%. We were, there's not a lot of goals scored in women's hockey, which... Mm-hmm. Isn't a big thing. There's not a lot of goals scored in women's hockey throughout all levels, uh, besides maybe youth. But we need to get that margin greater than what it is, I think. Right. Because we're averaging, last year we averaged almost four goals against, but we only scored about one yeah. per game. So And with that, as we said earlier, another year you're getting used yep. to it. You got a new coach, which somewhat sets you back but since you since from what you're hearing you they like them yeah. so much that hopefully that will get the ball rolling and should be a really good winter season oh yeah i'm excited to see what this season has for both our men's and women's teams and even our ECHA teams because both those teams seem really cool too yeah they're doing pretty good unfortunately not able to find the scores is really tough but from what we hear they're doing really well yep uh, our d2 team started off with a 6 and 0 record uh, we split with Cincinnati this last weekend. Um, so from what we can see, uh, both in person and online, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good year for both of our ACHA teams. And that's what we like to hear. Just a good year for every single team out there. And hopefully we get, my goal is to get more t-shirts for championships, conference, whatever it is. I want more t-shirts. Oh yeah. You love getting those conference championship t-shirts. I want my entire closet to be nothing but navy blue. I would love for that to be the case. Because I even bought like a track conference championship shirt. My roommate was like, "What are you doing?" Like <laughs> you didn't it's like dude, it's 
a it's championship. A it's a conference championship at our school. I got a rep. Yeah. We played the number one basketball team in the country last year. Yep. That was still pretty cool. Yeah, that was very cool. Still got a t-shirt out of that. And that's yeah. that's one that I really rock a lot. That, that would be a shirt I would love to have. <laughs> it was really great to be there during that time. But hopefully I do get more t-shirts in the closet. Uh, Jake, I want to thank you for coming by. Thank you for having me. Hopefully we'll see you next week. Uh, probably will. All right. Now we're going to talk about the football game where, uh, you know, the Thunder decided to go ahead and crush Kalamazoo. We have a special guest, Jacob Yoder from Trine Defense. Thank you for coming on, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. And no problem. Uh, so let's talk about the game. <laughs> uh, first, I would like to, I said it before we recorded, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, thanks to the two defensive guys that have answered our emails. Yes. <laughs> offensive guys, pick your game up. Come talk to us. And just out of your bearing, people, what, what else do we do? Nothing. Nothing new. <laughs> Absolutely nothing new. So, John, you had the call in the game with Ben Wangard on Saturday. And uh, go ahead and give us your thoughts. Um, yeah, it was a, another just... Really well-played game. I'm sure you would agree with that. But also, at times, there was a couple of hiccups. Mm-hmm. But coming off of a bye week, pretty smooth, I'd like to I'd like to think. And good good game to get them ready for Albion this oh, coming yeah, week, yeah. which is just going to be a massive game this season. I mean, mm-hmm. it's going it, to be a top one. Getting to that stretch of the season where you have Albion and Hope. Can't overlook anybody, though, one week at a time type stuff. Yep. Yeah. That's what we're focusing on, the one week at a time. It um, is it is difficult to do, I would assume, when especially when everything's clicking, having a season mm-hmm. like you guys are where first couple games kind of hit or miss, but then conference play and you guys have just turned it up another notch. Yeah, um, we did a harder schedule for the first preseason, and I think it's really helping us when we get in this conference play, especially against these tougher schools. Uh, the center game, they were a good team, and I think that definitely prepared us for this conference yeah, and you know, you see a lot of these schools, they just go, yeah, let's go ahead and get a quick three wins right at the beginning of the season, just quick little tune-up games. But you guys definitely took the hard way out, and it's really showing here coming to the end of the season. Yeah, we knew we were a younger team, and we needed some experience, so we didn't want those easy games against those weaker opponents. So we went out, and we wanted to play the best, and I think it's really reflecting on our play here late. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Defense looked really, really good this past week. Again, yeah. um, you and Jamon Gibson set the tone first. Yeah. First drive, uh, Kalamazoo's quarterback drops back, and I don't think they touched. They didn't touch Jamon. I don't know if they touched you, but no, we had man. a blitz going on, and they just let us both go free for some reason, and we met at the quarterback. And yep. That was fun. Yeah, that was. I've always I've waited for that to happen. That's one of the few things that I'm like, man, that'd be cool to see. I haven't seen it yet. And then on Saturday, they just blow them up. Got there literally at the same time. And I mean, that really set the tone for the whole game. I mean, it's a game where you know that Kalamazoo is struggling, so you're not thinking that it's going to be a close game. But you still have to go out and play hard, set the tone, and you know let them know that hey, we're not just because you guys are struggling or we see this as a game where we're going to be. On one, I guess, yeah. is the best way to describe <laughs> it. Um, you still have to go out and set the tone and do everything the right way. Yeah. Um, it was called the trap game because we didn't want to play down to their level. We knew we were a better team. Uh, we just had to show it, and I think we showed up and played a good game. 
And uh, quick prayer for Blaze Lauer. He's probably still recovering <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, he took he took a beating. <laughs> oh my goodness! We were on the sideline just waiting for him to just stay down one time, and he just kept getting up. <laughs> yeah, like, that whole team is yeah. They're yeah. pretty good at getting back up. <laughs> <laughs> not a not a huge team, but man, I mean, they're running back Brunette. That dude was a bruiser. I, mm-hmm. That's somebody that I'm I'm glad I'm up in the commentary booth because. <laughs> You know, he's just he's built like all those. I'll say all the other MIAA running backs because we seem to be the only one with Zane Kirby who's short and quick. <laughs> yeah. All the other guys, I mean, and Zane still can run through a guy, mm-hmm. but I mean, every other running back they seem to be five ten, five eleven, two twenty five. That's just that's tough. That takes a toll on you yeah. throughout the game. And he did a good job at times, but really that that front seven. With this guy included over here. <laughs> I mean, you can pretty much close your eyes and call a game when they're on defense. Yeah. You just all you all you have to say, Kyle Nafe, Jacob Yoder, Jamon Gibson, Kendall Himes. And yep. you're usually right ninety five percent of the time. D line and linebackers, I mean, we try not to let too many plays get out there. And if we do, we got Keyshawn, we got Sanchez, we got Dean, we got guys who can make us right if something happens, but not too often that happens. But it's fun when you have good guys behind you. To come clean up. Um, so you were on the team a couple of years ago mm-hmm. where they, they struggled. The defense struggled. I, yeah. um, what what do you think has changed the most from then to now? I think one big thing that I've seen is pursuit. Like all 11 guys getting to the ball. That's something mm-hmm. that wasn't there all the time a couple of years ago. But this year it seemed, man, it is all blue or white jerseys when you're wearing white jerseys. Everybody's at the ball. Uh, we work pursuit pretty much every week. That was a big emphasis. Uh, Coach Cohen stresses he wants 11 people at the ball at all times, and if we're not, we get yelled at pretty good if we're not. Um, I think the COVID year definitely helped. We got the younger guys' experience. We got some guys playing, and I think now those guys who are freshmen this year and now sophomores have a year under their belts, and it's really showing with that experience, especially on the D-line. Um all those guys were freshmen last year, and they're all sophomores. And Kyle Nafe is just really good back there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we have experience in places that's good, and we have youth in places that's good, and I think we're just really gelling right now. And it's really helpful, especially when we have the pursuit, like you said. Yeah, that defense just oh, – man. I, I, we talk about it literally every week, <laughs> how much we love this defense. And we're still rooting for Keyshawn Amson to get his first pick of the year. Yeah, oh, I thought he was going to have it this I'm, week. That's what we thought too. too. And you know, when we asked Keyshawn, is there one thing that you would have that you would want more than anything? He says, "I want to get my first pick." Do you have something like that for this year? Um, my thing was just get a sack because I didn't have one coming into this year, but I've gotten a few of those now. Um, just get more of those, I guess. All right. I, I just want more sacks. Three and a half and three and a half sacks on the year for Mr. Yoder and, and one sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious if they gave you a half a sack. They probably gave you a half sack since you both got there at the same time. I would imagine. I think they get, um, our coach was saying they gave it all to me and well, Jamon was a little salty about it, but uh, that's fine. We, we agreed that we should have split it, but <laughs> I'll take it. That's fine. We're, you know. We're all about it. Yep. <laughs> give it. Give it to the elder of the group here. Come on now. Man, what's it like being on the opposite edge of a guy like that? I mean, Jamon Gibson, just mm-hmm. a freak, really. That's the best yeah. way to describe it. He's so quick and strong off the edge. 
again, that's another guy that eh, you know, commentary booth, pretty comfy up here. I don't have to worry <laughs> about. Uh, I don't have to worry about just that dude making me look silly. So what's it like, and does it take pressure off you being on the opposite side from him? Um, it does. I mean, you kind of have to stay outside. You know, Jamon's gonna beat pretty much anybody he goes against, and he's gonna get those guys moving in the pocket, get them flushing out. Um, he sets up a lot of guys like myself, Kendall, Jacob Jackson. We get a lot of his team's game plan for him. They know he's gonna blitz hard off the edge, and then they get they get, he gets double teamed, he gets triple teamed. But it takes some pressure off us knowing that we get this single coverage, we get the man coverage, and that we can pretty much do whatever we want. And Jamon's still going to make plays. He's just a really good guy, a great athlete, and he just makes plays that I'm just like, wow. I don't know how he just did that, but he just he's just a great guy. <laughs> that makes me feel a lot better about yeah. being like, wow, man, some of the stuff this dude does is just nuts, knowing that you know a teammate right, and a guy that plays extremely well, I mean – you're no slouch either getting to the quarterback. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that's crazy to hear that, you know, same team. Just, wow, it's just one of those. He's just got that wow factor about yeah. him. Sometimes we run into each other back there, so we have to avoid <laughs> each other. But just, just casually run into each other. I know? did hurt his thumb pretty bad on Saturday on that crunch. Oh, he did you? It was all bloody. Oh. I was like, my bad. But. My bad. So, as John said, you are indeed no slouch because you have won MIAA Defense yeah. Player of the Week before. What was that like? being um, uh, awarded that that was a great honor i mean it was one of my goals going into the when i came here to at least get something i always saw guys like lamar carswell again in my double a player of the week and i really wanted to get one one day and uh this year i finally got my chance and it's a great honor to finally get yeah. awarded i think it's even more impressive how you're getting it on this defense that has Kyle Nafe, who is a preseason All-American, Jamon Gibson, who hasn't got one yet. I feel like he is going to very soon. Yeah. And and it's just, I, again, I just love watching his defense. And then also Kyle Nafe winning special teams player of the week this week on that blocked punt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got a lot of dudes on this defense, a lot of mouths to feed, I guess. But we all make plays when we're supposed to. We all do our job, and we show up when we need to. And it's week by week. Some weeks it's they rush to my side. Some weeks they rush to Jamon. But I'm sure Jamon's going to get one here soon. He's due for a big game, I think. I feel like it's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. It's just, and even if he's not making tackles, I mean, he affects the game in more ways than the box score shows. Mm-hmm. So if you're reading it in the newspaper, you need to show up to a Try and Thunder football game. Yeah. And yeah. See what's going on. Yeah, def- sometimes numbers kind of lie. Yeah. <laughs> he makes those quarterbacks known. He gets there once. If those quarterbacks hold it one second, Jamon has at least seven, eight sacks this year. <laughs> but he makes his presence known. He gets a lot of hits on those guys. And then also just going to the game, just I think this is the most amount of notes I've ever had <laughs> game looking at the stats. Because, you know, Alex Price, 8 for 14, 192 yards, three touchdowns. And one of the few games where we haven't seen him run the ball as much as he has, it showed they had like eight attempts for like negative yards. But really watching that, you don't think, you don't really notice those. Five attempts for minus 17 yards is what you're talking about, I think. Yeah. But like, I don't even remember him attempting rushes at all. So with that, uh, that's really big coming into the end of the season because that's something we've been talking about. Price needs to be more decisive on where he needs to throw or run. Kind of, He's still a dual threat, but we feel like that sometimes it gets a little out of hand. 
Yeah. So what are your thoughts on uh, prices evolution through this year? I think price definitely took a step forward. establishing himself as a better athlete. Uh, you see that in a couple games when he's had a couple hundred yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's improved as a passer every year that he's been here. He's been a starter since his freshman year. And I think he's making some more consistent throws week by week, uh, getting more in touch with our receivers, getting everybody open. Um, our ground and pound game is our bread and butter. I feel like we have a good O-line. And Price is definitely a big part of that. He gets yards when we need yards. And I think it's going to be good seeing him progress more, especially going in to these uh, tougher games here. Right, because big stretch coming down at yeah. the end of the season. Yeah, huge, huge stretch. 3-0, and obviously. First time in 3-0 and in conference play since 2018, which, again, huge step forward. Yeah. Struggled the last couple of years, so good to see that the defense really clicking and being a huge part of that. And the offense, they've started out the year strong, as you said, but kind of tapered off in the middle part, but starting to come yeah. back to life. The run game being so good mm-hmm. has a lot to do with that yeah. and takes a lot of pressure off of Price having to throw the ball. And then when he's had to throw the ball, he has been really, yeah. he's been much better. Did struggle in that middle part of the season, but right. made made good throws this past weekend. Missed mm-hmm. Missed a couple, but I mean, it's going to happen. That's football. Yeah. So, yeah. Good to see him have a good game through the air. Good confidence booster going into this week. And then the backup running backs really stepped up because Kirby left, what was that, second quarter with the injury? Yeah. That was one of his old. I think he did that against center. Yeah. But he's been nursing that for the last couple of weeks. But yeah. And then, you know, Jordan Watson comes in, and we say he's not really big on getting the big numbers. He's more just getting you first downs, but 76 yards on eight attempts with a touchdown. And then Joseph Keefe with 59 yards on four attempts. What is that like to uh, just know that, hey, if Kirby's not 100%, we got these guys behind him? It's great. I mean, next man up, that's always the motto in football. Injuries are going to happen, things are going to happen. Uh, Jordan Watson, going back to summer, he's a tough guy to tackle when we used to go ones versus ones. Um, Joe Keefe used to play quarterback, so he's used to taking those hits and getting those yards. But it's good to see both those guys, um, if Kirby can't go, knowing that we have people that are still going to get those yards is great for this team. Yeah, because I feel like the past couple years, if Kirby wasn't in, I feel like it's something where like, the mm-hmm. fans are kind of holding their breath. Because Kirby's just been so, he's just been such a big part of that offense and taking him out. It was kind of what's going to happen here. But man, they've been stepping up really good. And uh, John, do you want to go with uh, with your apology for the uh, 99 yard? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I probably should. Um, yep. The SIDs got me again, is what I'll, I'll say. Uh, shout out Sheldon Lyle, 99 yard touchdown catch tied a. Uh, Tied a Division three record, I believe. Yeah. You know, no big thing. It's all over Twitter. <laughs> Somebody messed his name up, but it wasn't on the roster. So is it really my fault? Probably. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well-deserved. And, man, that was awesome. That was, <laughs> that was just, great. Cristiano just. That's a beautiful ball. Man, he threw that thing so high. Yeah. Because I was on perfect. camera, and I was like, where's the ball? <laughs> I couldn't find it. What is he doing? Why is he throwing it straight up in the air? But no, he he let that thing go, and I just, all I could do is watch it arc the whole way, and I was like, wow, that is, it was one of those moments where everything just slowed down. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? And then the receiver. 
five yards of separation. I was like, oh, perfect ball. That, right yep. the oh, man. In stride. <laughs> yeah. Touchdown. I was like, man, now I got to do the hard part since it's late in the game and figure out who this is. <laughs> and he's not on the roster. There's one name on the roster under the number 80, and it was not his. So oh. my apologies, Mr. Lyle. It was a heck of a play. Dude's got burners. Oh, man. <laughs> Hand speed. Woo. Yep. I won't get that name wrong again. <laughs> Promise you that. Hopefully we get him another chance here. Hopefully. Oh, that yeah. Kid, man. Put him on the put him on the go route. It's yeah, it was over. also it's over. Speaking of his burners, like I said, I was on camera. I almost <laughs> didn't get his touchdown like celebration when he got True. into the end zone. True. So I was like, the camera wouldn't move fast enough. <laughs> so with that and also our stats, you know, Colin Goble goes for 83 yards, two catches, and two touchdowns. Efficiency at its finest. Mm-hmm. We've seen that a lot this year with the receivers, just getting one catch and one touchdown or whatever. Hey, man, that's all you need. Yeah. That's all you need. And Anthony Latin and Kale Lawson also having touchdowns. Ryan Hibbets with a 46-yard field goal. And then we go to special teams where Josh Davis almost housed a kick at the start of the game. Mm-hmm. And then Aaron Dean almost housed a kick, uh, housed a punt towards, so it was about the th- third quarter yeah, yeah yeah and jacob you said that you were on the block on that <laughs> yeah me and jamon were double teaming the punter and we blocked him right into dean we were we both felt bad afterwards but it was one of those things where if you could take it back you'd be like well maybe we should cut that off a little sooner yeah. but <laughs> man not very often a punter is going to be the double team <laughs> yeah. let, a, let alone against two of the best defensive linemen in the miaa and by the way, uh, Kalamazoo's punter did really well mm-hmm. against that rush. We, he got the one block, but all the snaps were high, and he was still getting the ball off, getting really good rolls. And that was something that I was not expecting from them. Yeah, we actually injured the starting long snapper because he was the tight end. And I think the punt, before it got blocked, they called the backup in. So that's yeah. why all the snaps were high the that rest of the day. That makes a lot more sense now. But because we were making the starting long snapper didn't come out and we're like, what's going on? But he got hurt apparently in the first couple series and then he was gone. But yeah, that, we heard a couple of those kids pretty bad. Bullies, you bullies. There was a couple of kids on crutches after the end of the game. But <laughs> and then, of course, you guys as a defensive unit, seven sacks for 63 yards, 15 tackles for loss, which – John, you had a close prediction with that. Didn't you say like 14? Did I? I, I don't think know. so. I don't know. I don't remember. And you I, say also, a, I say a lot of stuff, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you said you had eight QB hits. You also had a forced fumble, which made me beg the question why you didn't win MIAA Player of the Week again. Oh. That Elbian guy had three and a half sacks and 14 tackles. But oh, Okay. Well, that yeah, I mean, that, that's okay. going to that's gonna do it. But yeah. That's my bad for not checking up on those. <laughs> Come on, Drew. Jeez. Yeah. Why not just have every just I, every week just be trying players? I know. <laughs> just, that'd be so great. I know it would have been great to see this is a whole defense get it, but I yeah. I don't think there's truly one guy on this defense who deserves it more than anybody. But it's good to see everybody get some honors here and there, especially Nafe, Keyshawn. Yeah. Keyshawn needs a defensive player of the week here soon, I think. Absolutely, man. We love Keyshawn. Friend of the pod. Just still waiting for the first interception, mm-hmm. as I said earlier. It's going to be a good one when it finally happens. Oh, man. I'm going to be jumping up and down. I thought he was going to get it. Uh, I think it was 
Angel Sanchez in coverage. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Keyshawn almost took Angel's yep. head off going for the ball, <laughs> dude. I was like, oh, that got close. Keyshawn, like, turned around, and he's like, the heck, man? Why'd you knock that away? I was going to catch it. Yeah. They were on the sidelines saying that hurt a little bit because they both full speed. And oh, yeah. They, they crunched each other. Just that close. And, I, yeah, I remember he was saying, man, Keyshawn almost has first pick. Yeah, almost. Almost. It's coming, though. I mean. Like like we've talked about a bunch of times, he's just he's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. Ball hawk. I mean, Elbian was his first. I think he got one last year against them. So maybe this is the week. Fingers crossed. I know he got a forced fumble last year. That was a huge play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he had a penalty the play before, I believe, and then next play, helmet right on the ball, huge hit. Yeah, huge Man. turnover. We needed it. Yeah, he's always doing that for us. Yep, and that's where I believe that's where Big Play Key came from last yeah. year on the broadcast. I think so. I think that's where it came from. Andy, Andy let it slip that somebody had told him that. And I was like, why are you waiting so long to divulge this information, sir? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and with Keyshawn, he said that uh, he, he his sports hero growing up was Ray Lewis mm-hmm. and who he patterns game off of. Do you have someone that you pattern yours off of? Um. I was a big fan of the Colts, so Robert Mantis, Dwight Freeney, those oh, guys. That uh, makes me so happy. <laughs> I was undersized D lineman in high school, so I was always watching the undersized Freeney and Mantis just wreak havoc back. You try there. to do a spin move like Dwight? I try, but our coach isn't a huge fan of the spin move, so ah. we try to eliminate it as much as we can. <laughs> Would have well, been a good week to break it out this week. Yeah. <laughs> we had a perfect opportunity there. Yeah. So with that, how are we feeling for Albion this week? Um, we need a good week of practice. Um, we can't take these guys not seriously. They're a good team. Just because they have one loss on their record doesn't mean anything, especially in this conference. Right. Adrian's a good football team. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. Hope um, defense. We're gonna we're gonna put in good week of practice. We're gonna have a good week. And offense, they're gonna do their best. They're gonna play hard. They're gonna practice hard. And I think. If everything goes right, we'll come out with the outcome we want. I like that. I like that a lot because this is Albion was rejected number one in the conference mm-hmm. this year, right? For, um, no, for preseason, projected. they were projected one. Hope was two. Okay, we, okay, yeah, I got it backwards. Yeah. So, yeah, that's gonna be a really fun game to watch. Um, hopefully, there'll be a live stream link because yeah, Albion Albion has okay yeah. pretty decent. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. It's not trines, man. Definitely not know. trines. I don't know. What What do you want me to say here? <laughs> so with that, John, what, uh, what are we looking at for the preview for the game? Uh, preview, and they have one of the best receivers in the MIAA. Um, I, Justin Thomas, dude's uh, dude's been a thorn in the side of the Thunder for the past four years. Yeah. Extremely talented. Uh, Jack Bush, starting quarterback, gets most of the reps. Uh, 76 for 118, 1,000 yards, 15 touchdowns, eight interceptions. So sometimes a little lackadaisical with the football. Could be a good weekend for yeah. Keyshawn and corners, yep. Aaron Dean, Angel Sanchez. They've only given up one sack this year. Only one sack. Yeah. Oh, so time to double that number. Yep. <laughs> or hopefully double, triple that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Philip Jones, Price, and Jacob Clark share the carries out of the backfield, both with about 80 carries. Only one touchdown between the two. Nobody on Albion has more than one rushing touchdown, which is mm. weird to see in a yeah. stat book this late in the season. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, very pass-heavy offense, especially when you have a guy as talented as Thomas. I mean, that dude's just a baller. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a great matchup. I'm interested to see who gets who gets the coverage on him. Yeah, I think the last, in the spring, I think it was Sanchez, but they might alternate, especially a guy like that. You're going to need fresh people all the time. I don't think they have a great number two receiver besides Thomas, but... It's definitely, we're going to definitely need our corners. I mean, they're great guys. They're going to step up. They're, they rise to the occasion. Um, Sanchez might get it just because he's a little taller than Dean and Thomas is a little taller dude. But he, whoever's on him, they're going to hopefully lock him down. I know I have faith in those guys doing it. Yeah, 27 to 16 heartbreaker last year, and Thomas had six catches for 143 yards. Okay. I mean, it's. <clears throat> Revenge time. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what's on everybody's mind this week. And Ben said it on the on the broadcast. It's time to go take back what a lot of a lot of guys last year thought was ours and now mm-hmm. again. Yeah. That was our first game in the spring too. And we just played a little sloppy. We let them made some mistakes, first game mistakes. Um if we would have played them week two, week three, I definitely think it would have been a different outcome. But a week one, we lost um it definitely been our motivation all off season, all summer to get that trophy back here. That's our main goal. But Which, one week at a time. That's yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. One week at a time. Yep. That's how you how all the great teams do it. Mm-hmm. Can't look ahead. Can't look back. Yep. Would you like to make any predictions for this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll let you in on the fun. We'll let you in on the fun. I think first half it's gonna be a really close game. Um we We'll make some adjustments at halftime, and I think William will get them win in the second half. It'll be probably like 14, 14, 21, 21, first half, and then 35, 21, second half. Oh, that's okay. A, that's a good That's a good one. And you guys, I mean, you guys have been really, really good in the second half mm-hmm. every yeah. game this year. Yeah, we're just, trying to play a whole game, but for some reason, we just only like to play the second <laughs> half, but... I mean, hey, this is the week. This make the week. make the adjustments. Make <laughs> yeah. the adjustments and go. I think that's. I mean, it's better to be in a second half than a first half team. Right. Yeah. 100%. For sure. Yeah. So. All right, Drew. You're next. Of course, it's my turn. Yeah. Always. I'm gonna make you go next. Um, Such a nice guy. So for the for the offense, I'm gonna say Alex Price has a really good game. Let's see this past game. He threw for 192. I'm gonna say he goes for 150. And I'll give him 50 on the ground, and I'll have him throwing two touchdowns, not getting a rushing touchdown. And is Kirby good for this week? Kirby should be good for this week okay. if everything goes right with his rehab. Okay. But for right now, he's good to go. Okay. I'm going to say That's that know. just in case if he's not 100%, he'll be alternating with uh, Watson. Mm-hmm. I'll say that Kirby will rush for 75 and one touchdown, and uh, Watson will have 90 and a touchdown. Making me type an awful lot here. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, Lord. and that's four right there. So I'll go 28, 21, trying. Now, your part where you got to impress Jacob with your defense uh, yes, <laughs> predictions. Yeah. Um, Man, that's tough. You got you, you kind of stole mine. I was gonna, I'm gonna go 21-14. Put a lot of pressure on you guys. Right. No, I mean no pressure, but 
14 is about the number we've been hanging with the last couple of weeks. I like I like the way the defense played this week. And, I mean, like you said, you have to win six days out of the seven to get the win on the last day. Mm-hmm. That's one of the huge things that I remember hearing yeah. when I played. And I think that you guys, the extra motivation coming into this week, the hurt from last year still being there, working all offseason toward it, and be, the, it being this week, uh, I think, obviously, come out on top. Been playing really good this year. I like the 14 defense, a little extra pep in the step this week. Yeah. I don't know what I want to do with predictions. This is kind of scary. <laughs> I feel like if I don't, you know, I think, I think we get two sacks this week. Okay. I'm going to give one to each edge guy. Okay. And Bush is going to go deep, and Keyshawn's just going to play center field the whole way. Let's go. That's, that's my predictions. And I think the corners hold Thomas to under 100 yards. Okay. I think that's the big one. How were our predictions last week? Um, yeah, we, well, you know, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. We'll just leave it at that. All right. Pretty good. So you killed it on the defensive side. I think oh, yeah, yeah. I think my numbers were a little under than what they were. <laughs> so most of these guys only played half a game. Yeah, that's true. That is true. But yeah, I think I had like forty two zip or maybe forty two six. You had forty you had forty nine zip. I had, you had forty two to something. I had forty two to nothing. Okay. Yeah. We got a lot of guys in. Yeah. Yeah. They kept their ones in. We put our four fives in. Yeah. But it was good to see all those guys in, especially ones who don't normally get those playing time. But it's always always sucks when you can give up those cl- blow, um, close games like those 49 threes. Yeah. But yeah. you have anything else, John? I think I'm good. I think I talked enough today. <laughs> I think I'm with you there. Uh, Jacob, any final, final thoughts? No. It was great having you. Thanks for having me, guys. We appreciate you on the show. And, uh, yep. of course, shout out to the defense. Yeah. <laughs> they show up. I'll, yeah, get those, they show. I'll, I'll get the offense guys here sometime. <laughs> All right. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, uh, with that, uh, again, just want to thank you so much. Good luck the rest of the season. And hopefully, we'll get to see a hope versus trying for an MIAA championship That's in the last That's game. Goal. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Thank you. Big thank you to Jacob Yoder for coming in. That was a really great interview. Really good dude. Hopefully we get some more offensive guys coming in for football. And I want to give a quick shout out to Jacob Nelson for coming in for hockey. You you can be sure to follow him on Twitter at Nelson0973. And then Jacob Yoder is at Yoder2424. And that will be it for this week's episode. I want to thank you so much for listening. Uh, good luck to all Thunder teams. You can follow at Trimes, at Storm Center Pod on Twitter, at Trime Broadcast on Twitter. The John K is the real John K underscore. I am at DEverhard00, and we will talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.